Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and in this episode, it's going to be an interesting hot topic. Um, I haven't done this before, and so it should be interesting. I got some good friends that are going to join me shortly, and um, you know, I'll give them a moment to introduce themselves. And once we get going, the topic is really something that I came across um, that a friend actually sent to me. And it was a documentary called What is a Woman? If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. So a few clips on um, on YouTube that you can check out. It's very um, intriguing. And it's obviously discussing something that has been going on for several years and has really been amplified now on, on across our devices and, and, and our networks and so forth. So I wanted to see if I can get some friends together and see what we thought about it. Uh, we don't stand in any particular um, side, on any particular side, but it was just something that was very thought-provoking for me and I wasn't sure if I was looking at it from you know the wrong lens. I also wasn't sure how I felt. And so I want to bounce the idea off of a few friends and see where we agree and disagree and, and what comes to mind when we, you know, have this discussion about um, what a woman is and what the documentary was discussing and the issues that was, um, you know, discussed on that documentary. And uh, so I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, um, let's just give it a second and we'll get our guests in and we'll get this conversation going. I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch the video first or no? I did in parts. So <laughs> I did in parts. Yo, honestly, <laughs> since I got off the phone with you, <laughs> I'm here icing on a chair. Yeah, so much is going. You already know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. My it, mind... Yeah, well, we'll just wait. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, and it, it's funny how life is because um, I saw it on someone's WhatsApp status. Yeah, Ray is coming then, in just now. Okay, and then I'm just like, okay, and then you send me a link. I'm like, oh, I guess I was really supposed to watch this, but I didn't. I didn't expect it to be like that. Right, right. So, hey, buddy, what's up? You're Raymond. good. Raymond. <laughs> what up, Lana Balana? Raymond. <laughs> yeah, she's always with this Raymond. Like she's some, some stalker type clone in the back of a yard somewhere. Like, Raymond, you want some candy? Yes. I, I must be a stalker because every time I go to Wilson, I'm like, Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, what God. up, fans? Good, man. Good, good, good. Man. So what's on the menu, Derek? What's so, on the menu, man? So, so this guy was the one that actually sent me the clip. So so first of all, what I want to do is this. I'm waiting for Reva to join, uh, but until she Reva, comes... Reva! What yeah. kind of all-star Academy Award-winning cast is going on? So this is going to be a crazy... This is a pod episode in case you guys don't know. I figured it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, 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 peep game. I, I, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a, a, a schedule of sorts. You know what I mean? No, no, no worries. I, 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 I understand right. that. So whenever you have to First go, you have to go. That's cool. Okay. Bomb, bomb. Um, I know I only have you for a short window because I know you got to get home. Now, yeah, what I wanted to do was just get everyone's opinion on the video that you sent me, Ray. Mm. Right. This is a short clip. Oh. He was sorry, D. He was the one who had me like, what? Yeah, it was on his status. Wow. <laughs> right? Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> so yeah. before we go any further, do me a favor. Just take a, a few seconds, just introduce yourself, your name, and um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but things that you might be interested in. And and then I'll just get the, the ball rolling. Okay. Let me go um, first. 
I go first. Okay, well, uh, she has uh, introduced me as Raymond, so I will stick to it as such. But the name is Ray, a.k.a. Raymond. Um, father, husband, three kids, lover of music, art, anime, games, and logic. And I'm allergic to ignorance. Um, and I don't <laughs> like when people eat with their mouths open. It, it drives me insane. <laughs> Disgusting. But that's it. I appreciate that. All right. Next. (laughs) Okay. um, Hi, it's me, Alana. Uh, A few things about me. I'm in love with learning. I've recently been attached to the line learning how to learn. Um, I've also fallen in love with finding a way to create a service, not chasing money, but genuinely just investing in that service. And I realize more and more how it just helps build generational wealth. Awesome. I appreciate that. So we're going to get this ball going because this, I only have you guys for a short window and I want to take advantage of it. Now, the clip that Ray sent to to me and I forwarded it to Alana as well as Riva. And it seems like we got the same responses when we saw just the first little bit of it. And so the documentary that that clip was coming from is called What is a Woman? And I thought it was a very simple question as well, but no one seems to be able to answer that question. So first of all, I'm going to start with you, Ray, because you are the source for us getting this information. What came to mind when you saw that clip? It was reality shattering for me because... I in seeing that it's almost like we entered a new paradigm hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, when did the switch happen? It was something that was very, very subtle over the past decade, decade and a half. So when I saw it, it, it was, it, it just m- kind of messed me up. And that, that impact was compounded due to the fact that I have kids that are going through the, the new curriculum, the new educational system. And anecdotally, we know of kids who have been impacted by this, um, this rhetoric or this agenda or, or this newscast or this, this ideology. And it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just shocking to see that what we once thought to be something benign, obvious, like the answer to the question is, is is so obvious. Why why are we even having a discussion about it? To see that no, this is this is this is huge controversy. Like people are on both sides of the fences with this. It was very shocking to me. So that's why I was like, it was it was like a it was like it was it was reality shaking, man. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so I want to give I want to give some context to listeners um, because. What we're talking about here is the agenda that's going out there, that's been out there uh, about gender identity and what's the difference between gender identity and sexual identity or, or I think it was just identity in general. That's where we got really tripped up because it was the pronouns and how people can choose whichever pronouns that they want to be identified by, which is not a problem. Now, the question really is, when we get into gender identity, what is that? And I think that was the part that was a bit confusing. Um, but before we go any further, Alana, what did you get from the first little bit that you got a glimpse of? I found myself open to listening, um, intrigued by the way the interview was spoken in a sense where he said he's just in a position and ask questions, yet there were some triggers. And... I was confused because it's like, okay, I'm a woman. I was told a narrative and you get into the point where it's like, as a human being, you're told a story, but then you have the spiritual form. And then it's like, okay, am I allowed to think this? Can I share this with anybody else? Like, as I'm watching this video, I'm like, okay, am I going to keep these to myself? Because I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to think this. So Ray given his um, perspective. And not to say that it's exactly how I feel, but um, 
it's very conflicting and it 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 just makes me wonder you're given a way of living or you're told something but then when you start to question it and it's not based on the norm you will be looked at a certain way so right. i'm i'm very conflicted but also i'm intrigued by perspective and i was wondering what made her come up with her analysis yet she's a specialist so maybe studies and seeing changes in um patients answers right. so yeah so ray back to you um do you think a change of this magnitude was needed in our in our our society in regards to the uh introduction of the documentary no in regards to the uh, idea the, of the idea of gender identity pronouns and all of that and 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 uh, you know like for example even the, the the concept of unisex washrooms you see for me to reduce it to a simple phrase it's just like hey whatever floats your boat i'm not opposed to any changes happening you know what i mean if you want to do this and you want to do that that's great as long as it doesn't have let's say an ultra negative impact on me i'm cool because I'm I'm of the belief, live and let live. Everybody has their own opinion and ideology in regards to certain things. Um, but I'm not gonna, or my job is not to impose those upon you. So I may feel a way about certain things. I may feel a way like I wanna introduce certain things, but I'm not gonna impose that on somebody who doesn't share my my viewpoints. So that that's that's just my concern. Like I have no issues with a, a person's uh, lifestyle or choices, but if you're forcing me to accept something, then then there's going to be some point of contention because it's like if I don't want to eat KFC today, don't force me to eat KFC. Maybe right. I'm, in, I'm in the mood for some Taco Bell. Maybe I'm allergic to KFC chicken. <laughs> Why are you it's, putting it's, these fast foods on blast, though? I, well, I, people can relate. You know what I mean? Because we li literally all have our own pres preferences. But for right. me to impose my preference upon you, that's where, I, that's, that's where I have an issue with. Okay. Okay. What about you, Alana? What do you think? You think it, such a big change is required or not so much? Um... I believe a change is required and it's very similar to what Ray said in a sense of there's a conflict when you come with a perspective and a part of me thinks that these things are developed, put into place because of changes of the way we, the way we develop now, there's a, there's a huge change in terms of many things and you, 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 you're listening. However, it becomes a conflict when one is trying to impose it as this is the way or neglecting other ways. So the idea seems to be um, fitting, and I'm still searching for the words, yet the approach can, can be a little bit damaging in, in some way. You know what? This is, this is, I find this very interesting. It's just that... When new laws are introduced, it's, it's, it's not permanent. So this ideology or rhetoric uh, is potentially being championed by one side of the political landscape. If right. that party is no longer in power and the opposition takes power, they're at all liberty to change laws. Like recently in the news, we've seen the Supreme Court override a huge uh, situation when it came to uh, abortion rights and right. it just goes to show that certain things that are like extremely controversial it may be set in stone for 10 years or 20 years and then a law can be introduced because that that political power is not in political par party is no longer in power and it just shifts the landscape yet again so right. these things is is very fluid and very dynamic and can change over time so it's it's almost like it you got, you're walking on thin ice. Right. 
right. when certain things are introduced and they're new because you, you may you may think it's law, you run towards it like celebrate, but buddy, in five years, new some new person comes in in power and is like, yeah, we're just gonna dismantle all that stuff. Too bad. Right. And then right. yeah, you're out of luck. Wow. No, I appreciate I appreciate you chiming in. I know you have to run, um, so I'm not gonna keep you much longer. But oh, I right, do... I'm here, man. Oh, you're, you're you're sticking around? Yeah, I'm I'm here for the smoke, buddy. I'm here okay, for the smoke. Okay, okay, okay. I think I think <laughs> just joined. Uh, let me see. No, not yet, not yet. Oh, not yet. I heard a ping. I heard a yeah. ping. I got excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> but but my next my next question is: I noticed we use words like um, um, imposed and forced. How do you feel anyone can jump on this? How do you feel is being imposed on you? In in what sense is it being imposed? Uh one where you see it everywhere. And I guess in little indirect ways where you see it everywhere. So it's all it's another way where if you want something to spread, you you plug it into everywhere. You condition people. And they just start to push it your way. And sometimes it's directly, but it's indirectly. But then again, the question is, how can it be indirect when the person or the group of people who came up with this idea of spreading it was doing it intentionally? Got it. Got it. Ray? Uh, It's for me, anecdotally, it's, uh, it's, it's very subtle in your face because no announcement is made to warn or give you a heads up for instance educational content for children out of the blue characters are popping up and yeah. if you're not on the ball your kids could just be slowly indoctrinated to certain um concepts or beliefs that you your family unit and the culture that your family unit pushes does not abide by Right. So that's why I think it's being imposed, especially in the, in the school system. You know what I mean? Like eight hours a day, your kids are there and they can just at the whim just introduce something because politically speaking or the political climate dictates that it's perfectly fine. So right. you know what? This is what we're going to do. You know, we normally, if you see something on TV that is not our preference, we change the channel, turn it off. But you know, these kids are being hit with it at school as a introductory uh hey heads up we're going to be talking about this that and the third and it's perfectly fine perfectly normal they can't they can't push the pause but they can't change the channel so it's that's that's how i feel like it's it's being forced in a degree and imposed upon us i think i think another way it's being imposed is uh through the shows that we watch right um if you pay attention Netflix, for example, um, or even Disney uh, Plus, they have an, an Amazon Prime, right? They have a lot of shows that are introducing these ideas more than ever before. And so it makes you kind of wonder who's behind the movement. And is it just like any other movement when it's hot, it's hot. Everybody just wants to make sure they reap the benefits of it. And then they jump off the wagon afterwards um, when it's no longer hot. And so through those shows that we watch, even even animated shows like cartoons, right? Our kids are watching it and you're realizing, wait a minute. Now you have relationships, you know, between characters that before you'd never seen. And so the question that I want to ask then is, do you feel like this movement of, you know, identity and and the 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 impact is having on the cisgender and all these things is it going to have an impact or is it putting your lifestyle at risk right when i say lifestyle i'm talking about the um historical you know straight family um setup of man woman kids um and identifying as female or male or boy or girl because that's slowly being pushed to the left and the right, right? And you're almost forced to stay in the gray of, you know, using just pronouns like I'm going to be a they. I'm going to be a them. 
And so do you feel like your lifestyle is being threatened or is it at risk? The lifestyle that you've been accustomed to that you were raised on. What are your thoughts on that? I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I don't feel like my, I don't feel like my lifestyle is being threatened in the terms of how, how I view things. However, that is a contradiction itself because you mentioned in terms of the way I was raised. So in that sense, it may seem like it's being threatened because it's opposing that way. But when I think of it, I don't I don't use the word threaten, if you know what I mean. So yeah. you're, you're, that was a very interesting question, and um, I appreciate it. Hopefully I answered your question, okay? So what word would you use in place of threat? Um... I guess what you can help me with this, you and Ray. Um, being being able to adapt. Okay. Okay. So you feel adjust, like you, you, adjust, you can, you can or, make yeah, adjustments. Adapt, adjust. And therefore, because you're able to make the adjustments, you're not at risk. No, because believe it or not, me personally, and, and this is for other reasons, and, and you would understand this, yeah. um, the, when, when we think of Eckhart Tolle, and when we think of affirmations and we use the I, I, and my, mm-hmm. and the moment we say those things, um, it becomes us or in that sense. So, and then when I think of a spiritual level, I think of when you are addressing an energy or an entity or a being, there is none of those pronouns or there doesn't have to be, excuse me. So right. that's the level I speak from. And that's why I say for me, it won't be... Um, something threatening for me personally in that sense. Okay. But I'm curious to hear what you or Ray have to say because you may give me a different perspective. No worries. Go for it, Ray. Uh, well, for me, it's not it's not so much a threat on the surface, but it's more so, or it could be a threat on a deeper level because defenses now have to be put up when the trajectory or the plan for putting up set defenses wasn't until a little bit in the future. And I'm speaking specifically in regards to our children. Conversations are not being had about certain topics when it's just like, I wasn't expecting to have these conversations yet. Right. So that's what I meant by, you know, now we have to be putting up certain defenses because each family unit and every person subscribes to a certain culture that they definitely like to pass on to their offspring. And within that family unit, we want to protect that culture. So if it could be deemed as a threat, when it's just like the culture that we're trying to preserve, you know, there's conflicting ide- ideas out there. And we all know what influence is like. If, if we're not imparting certain knowledge and perspectives and viewpoints that we hold there and, and pass on to, to our uh, community and, and loved ones, then outside forces or influences can come in and uh, definitely shape their minds. Right. And uh, we're, we're trying to protect that. We're just like, and I just hearken back to what I said earlier. It's like, listen, I just have a preference of my lifestyle. That doesn't mean that I will disrespect or hate or treat another person uh, otherwise, but I have my preference. And in my family unit and culture, I'm going to try to promote that preference. If you want to do what you want to do, that's cool. That's all good. But- so, okay. So Reva just joined us. Welcome. Um, I'm gonna what get- up, Reva? I'm, I'm going to get you to, uh, her mic is not on yet, but I'm going to get her to introduce herself uh, very shortly. But I want to I wanna bring her up to speed. So Reva, we're talking, the question I posed was, do you feel like your lifestyle uh, choices are at risk with this movement of pronouns and gender identity and, and this gray area that we're sitting in because nobody wants to be um, either uh, correct or wrong um, as far as choosing a side. Right. But I'm going to try and answer or share my perspective on, on that question. And then maybe you can join in if you want. Now, I think there is some sort of threat, Um, whether I can put my hand on it or not, I don't know. And I say that because when 
environments that we access is being changed, whether you agree with it or not. That's where the, you know you're being it's being imposed. So if I walk into so I had this experience where I walked into Yorkdale, and I was confused because I walked in and I saw the symbol, but I didn't pay close enough attention. I didn't realize it was a unisex washroom. And I go in there and there's a woman in there. So I turn around and I come back out. So I felt uncomfortable on several levels. So me walking in as a black male, I'm thinking, wait a minute, she might be threatened and I'm uncomfortable seeing a woman in there and I'm going to use the facilities. I wonder how she's going to feel. Automatically, I process her feelings. It's not in my place for me to do that, but I did. And so because I processed how she might feel, I left. And this is no different because now you're telling me that if I don't call you by whatever pronoun, I'm offending you. That is being imposed on me. That means I have to address you the way you want me to address you, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, it's not different from me calling you by your name. It's almost the same thing. However, when you tell me that you no longer identify as male or female, now I'm confused. Right? And that's where I think I'm having a hard time with it because then what do you identify as? Because now you're saying kids can identify as a cat or a dog um, or a mouse. And does that mean that I call the cat, uh, the kid a cat? Like I'm, I'm confused with this because doctors, you know, in that clip that we watched, the doctor is talking about diagnosing or, or, approving, um, what do you call it? Four-year-olds starting as young as four. Right. And I think in the documentary, there's also a portion. Oh no. In that same clip, he asked her if a child believes in Santa Claus, who we all know is not real, but I was confused because I think the doctor believed that it's okay. As long as the kid believes it's real, then it's real. And I understand the concept, but it's still a four-year-old. So if a four-year-old believes that Santa Claus is real and then that same four-year-old turns around and says they feel like they're a girl and their makeup is of male parts, you're going to believe that child because now you're basically saying that the tooth fairy is real as long as that kid thinks it's real and therefore I can go ahead and give them hormone blockers. So that's where I feel like it's being imposed because yes, Ray mentioned the school system. I'm talking about the entertainment that we watch. But now, if you look around you, the signs are going to change. You might not even know what a sign means. You won't see, you, you'll no longer see on a washroom door, you know, the one that looks like a female with a dress and then the male that looks naked without anything on. You might not see any of those anymore. And if you're not in tune with what's being shoved down your throat, then you won't be able to know whether this washroom is for you or not. And that's just a small piece that kind of comes to mind when, when I think about, you know, lifestyle changes and, and whatnot. But Reva, if you don't mind chiming in, share what you think. Hi, everyone. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Santa Claus thing, right? Okay. Again, children, just like, you know, if you, children do believe Santa Claus is real, right? Right. And you need to be upset when... Uh, Wait, check, to... check, Reva, sorry, check your audio, you sound muffled. Can you hear me? Is that a little bit better? Yeah. Is that better, guys? Yeah. Huh? Perfect. So, but they're always upset that that one kid at school, when they find out Santa Claus is not real, and they come and they burst their bubble at school and tell them Santa Claus is not real, then they go home to their parents and they feel like their parents kind of was lying to them, you know? And so, yes, yeah, Santa Claus is real to them, but a lot of people grow out of that concept and they have the, their parents allow them to believe Santa Claus is real until they don't. Right. Right. So the idea with Santa Claus being real is like, you have the option to believe Santa Claus is real until you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're changing, when you're, when you're stopping a natural process in your body, that is very different from believing Santa Claus is real. Right. Like yeah. you, you grow up, you get older, um, you get more mature. You realize you realize that Santa Claus is not real. There's no man jumping down your your chimney. You're like you put you put start putting things together as you get old and as you start to 
have a different type of reality for the world around you, right? Like you realize there's no man in a sled flying across the sky all in one night or all around the world. You realize that's not a reality. And right? he's obese. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? And so like you realize not so so in, in the idea where the doctor was like, well, children can believe Santa Claus is real, yeah, right? But just like everything, as you get older and as you start to have a actualize the world around you, you realize that's not a thing. Like phys, you know, you realize the physics of it is not real, right? Like physics is a real thing. You realize the physics of it is not real. Like this cannot happen, right? Yeah. So to to allow to, to for her not to address that Santa Claus is not real, like that obviously that's just a story, and you could believe it's real when you're you're younger and grow out of that, and yeah. and for her to make make it seem like that's something that act like to her to pretend that's something that's real, that these things that this story tells you is act an actuality and related to a child feeling one way or a child not feeling comfortable or feeling uncertain about their body or um, not feeling comfortable in their body or just having, having some form of confusion about what's happening with their body and how they feel. Right. right. And not being able to correlate it and to say that, and to make a hard stance on like a hard decision on, well, if you don't like, if, you don't like it, we could just stop it. And you can make a decision right now, as opposed to allowing the child to sit with those feelings, to have discussion about those feelings, and to start giving the, giving the child the opportunity to go through puberty, to feel the feels, and start actualizing their life and things around them as they get older, right? And... I, I just felt like it was like her her stance on it was very it's just very dangerous because it's and, a very dangerous stance in regards to like and on one hand she was saying that she's concerned about like as a professional like you know her priority is to ensure the health and well being of children but it didn't seem that way right like if, if when the more you ask, the more the gentleman was asking her questions it seems like her priority was to ensure that this narrative that she believes in is being upheld. Right. And I don't think that's a responsible thing to do. Like, and that's not a safe thing to do. Like yeah. we've all been through puberty. We've all been children. We've all been teenagers and now we're adults. And so we've all known what that, those, those experiences are, those hormones, those emotions, the confusion, the, of finding yourself, we all know where that transition is to, I think it's, you're robbing the child, any child of the experience to go through puberty, to go through those feelings and to grow into, into an, um, the identity that they have the opportunity to grow into. Right, right. So right, like to, to tell a child, like, this feeling that you're feeling right now, like, live with it for the rest of your life. Right. That's wild. Yeah. Is is it's almost like it's it's definite, right? The definite of decision making. You can't change your mind. This is it, because you can't reverse the process once it's done. You know, and and that's the other part no one talks about. But my question to you guys now is: I'm going to ask um, Alana first, just because I think she might have to run as well. Um, do you believe there are multiple realities? Yes or no? Is there one reality or multiple realities? Hmm. Yeah. And I think it has to, okay, you said yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, yes to what? There's one reality or there's multiple? Sorry. I believe there's multiples based on perspective. Okay. Explain. Um, Because I feel like, okay, yes, there's a reality that we, that we're, we're, we're governed into, to living by and, and um, abiding by, uh, living by. And in that sense, it's measured by whether you can prove it or if it can be touched, the physical reality. Okay. And whether people believe it or not. Yet, I think of perspectives. I think of the way the mind works. I think of things that 
we can't even answer in, in regards to people's behaviors. So in that sense, I kind of think of that when it comes to reality. Okay. So, and then I ask myself, sorry. No, finish. Finish your thought. And then I ask myself as you ask that question, what is reality? And what is real and what is not real? So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to get to that after. I'm going to hear from Riva and Ray. Um, are there multiple realities? I think there's... I think there's, I think there's one reality, but multiple perspectives. Like a perspective is like how you feel about the current or how you feel and think about the current reality being presented to you. Right. And, and how you could somewhat to some degree manipulate it to benefit the life that you want to build out for yourself. Right. Right. Like in, in the world that, in the reality that we're living in, there's, there's like the laws that are govern us or the institutions that govern us or the government that um, makes, that's supposed to be governing us, right? Mm-hmm. And within this reality that we live in, these things are going to happen. We have some, some of these things we have little to no control over, but um, our, our perspective helps us look for the great areas for us to build out the life that we want to live, Right. Like you, because I could be looking at something and being like, you know what? I can never get that job. I can like in the reality of my, like what I think, right? Like I might think of my skill sets or whatever. I can't get that job. It's not something I can achieve where your perspective is you you can break down my skill sets and actually be like, no, with the skill sets I see that you have, I do think you could get that job. I do think you could do those things. right? Right. Like, and so is this a, a matter of perspective that allows us to do different things within the society we live in, right? It's just right. one reality, but like our perspectives makes us stretch the reality in different ways because we just see things differently. No right. one's going to, everybody has different experiences, so they're going to use those ex- experiences to see things differently, right? But yeah. like the law, like the law is the law. Like the world we live in is the world we live in. Like, and that's, that's something that we're not able to change from, I guess, our macro perspective, but like from a day-to-day perspective and the control that you have in your life and the like in your imagination, you right. can build out the world within the reality that we live in. So I kind of see it like that. Okay. Ray? When the question was first posed, I went in my quantum physics bag and I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of realities. What are you talking about? Because we don't know everything about the universe. But then I was okay. like, okay, in the context of the conversation, now bring, bring it down, Ray. And there's one reality. And I think it, it boils down to um, the concept of uh, objective truths and subjective truths, where okay. we can all go outside on a park and see a blade of grass, pick it up and agree that, yo, this grass is green. And that's an objective truth. Everybody will agree with it. It's almost like universal law. Here comes along someone else and be like, you know what? I think the grass is pink, my guy. I feel, I believe that the grass is is pink. And it's like, no, it's clearly green. But they believe that. And that truth is true to them. Right. So it's almost like the one reality is the objective one that we all participate in, irregardless of your opinion, irregardless of how you feel, think, irregardless of how subjective your truth may be the objective truth will always prevail because that's just the law i appreciate that because i think we 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 all agreed and there's some nuances in there um i too believe there's one reality however um because i say that because the reality is shared and that's where it's is is objective right it's shared and so i could be in the space with you and we're having this conversation. And now this conversation that we're having right now virtually is our shared reality. We're all here. You can hear my voice. I can hear yours when you're speaking. And mindsets, and I think that's where Riva tapped in on, as well as Alana, where I can perceive this to be my reality. I can change this so I can get through this objective reality. And, and to raise point, Subjectively, I can process it differently so I can overcome the the shared reality that we're all going through 
especially if I want to prosper in certain areas in my life and, and things like that. So yes, there's one reality. The world is going to burn and we're all dying at the same time. You can't tell me that you're not being burnt because fire is coming, <laughs> right? But you can say in your mind that if I do X, Y, and Z, I think about the positivity of this and, and so forth, the fire won't hurt me as much, right? And you kind of put your mind somewhere else away from the pain that you're experiencing in the in the one shared reality. But so to that point, I want to talk about when people say my reality is different from yours and the way I see myself. Of course, it's subjective. You're allowed to see yourself the way you want to see yourself. And I can't change that. But I think where we have an issue is when I come to you and I say, listen, you must call me king no matter what. Now you're like, no, but your name is not king. Based on the shared reality, you don't own land or you don't identify. You, you just don't fit the mold of what a king is supposed to be that I understand it to be in this shared reality. And so that's where we have problems, right? Um, well, because I think that someone, I think that, I think that oppressed people, people who have, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say all oppressed people, but people who've, some people who've been oppressed, their idea of not being oppressed involves impressing somebody, oppressing somebody else, right? Like, like there's, there's people, for example, let's use black people, right? Black, black people, a lot of black people have, I should say all, because not all black people have experienced being oppressed, but historically, a lot of black people have been oppressed, right? In some shape, way, or form, right? And like, we could look at America, for example, they, when they talk about how they want to be treated as Americans, black, or African-Americans, when they talk about how they want to be treated as Americans, they just talk about wanting to be treated equal, right? They're right. not saying that I want to be treated better. I want you to bow down to me. They're like, I just want to be treated equal. Like in the eye of the law, I want to be treated equal. When I go to work, I want to be treated equal. I don't want anybody to be under me. I just want to come into a room and be treated fairly, right? But then you have other groups have ex who have experienced oppression and their, their sense of being treated equal is to take away something from another group, right? right. Like the idea that um, that me, who was born as a woman, the idea that I'm called, I'm being, I, I'm no longer could hold the title woman, and I have to be called, I think, a child bearer or a bearer of children. Like my, again, it's just a title, but the fact that like now because you no longer want to be oppressed as a transgender person, right? Right. And you want to identify as a transgender woman, which do what you want to do, but it shouldn't impact me being, it shouldn't have anything to be me, me and my womanhood. I right. shouldn't, I shouldn't have to change the way I identify or identify something as, as something else now, because you're saying I'm a transgender woman, but I don't want to be called a transgender woman. I just want to be called a woman. And right. you know what? Me and you can't be women anymore. You, who was born as a woman, you just have to be called a childbearer. That's right. why you, why are you oppressing me in order to like, why are you taking something from me in order to build yourself up? Right. Like the, to me, that's very, that's very challenging to deal with. Like I, I personally don't, I don't have an issue or I don't really care what other people really want to do. Right. Do what you want to do. But I care when what you want to do is impacting me. Right. Because now you're saying, I can't do what I want to do because you're in the way. When right. I'm not the one that, and from my opinion, I don't even care what you're doing, much less trying to be in your way. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So yeah. I, that's very challenging to me. So the big question that the documentary was asking was, what is a woman? Anyone want to take a shot at that? By being cheeky, I would say a woman is a childbearer. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, but but there's some truth oh. in that, right? There's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> I mean, not every woman is able to bear children, but oh. having the bio makeup to be able to do so, I would say. So, like like I was saying, um, it's not just the um, the organs, body parts. Uh, it's a couple of things, but inclusive of that is also the genetic makeup of, of the person because. If a woman gets a hysterectomy, uh, is she still considered a woman? Yes. The gametes, the X, XX chromosomes and all that stuff, it, the genetic imprint, that, that's what makes, makes you a woman or, or a man. So um, there's no escaping it. And Matt Walsh made the wonderful point where he's like, when a person dies and their bones or their body is exhumed, they can look at your skeleton and tell if you were a man or woman, it has nothing to do with what's going on in your brain or what you are thinking. You're dead, gone. I can look at your bones and tell that, hey, this is a man, this is a woman, because the genetic imprint is such that, hey, when we're making a boy, this is how we make them. When we're making a girl, this is how we make them. And for me, that's that's just what it is, man. And I, I actually enjoyed that perspective when he shared it because it made me think about the fact that everything we've been talking about has been labels. And this is, this is a game of, of language, linguistics, right? And that's what's being played on our psyche because all these words, we just gave them meaning that benefited us in the moment, right? But are they the truth? And again, go back to the whole subjective, objective truths or realities. But... The fact that I can dig up a bone and do the DNA samples and figure out that it's, you know, one gender over another, that's, to me, identifies what your gender is. But when you talk about gender identity, it's it's a whole different thing where people are making up what they want it to be, you know, and that's the part that I have a bit of a, a challenge with. But yeah, share, I think I wanna, that's kind of wild, like the idea that... Like, you just asked me, like, what is a woman? And I'm just like, someone who's like been a woman all my life. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, like, I'm sitting there. Because you're sitting in society where you're sitting here like, yo, I've been doing this for a long time. But, uh, 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 like right. you just, yeah. you're feeling like, you're feeling like you, you no longer know how to describe this thing because your definition, like, I, I never, I never had to think about being a woman. I never had to like define, I never had to tell anybody a definition of it. I never, I just didn't have to do those things. I was born a woman and I lived my life as a woman and I just never had to think about it. It was a, a this called a luxury, if you will. I just never had to think about it. This is just my situation. So people, now that like, I'm so far into my womanhood and people are asking me to define it, I'm just like, Yo, you you go to find it. Like, don't try to put it on. Don't try to put it on me. Like, I'm like I'm the one that's like I'm the one that's having a problem with it. Like, right, right. I, I know what it, I, I've been living this life for a very long time. I shouldn't have to like. I don't feel I should have to sit there and re-educate everybody about this. Like, no, you go educate yourself about it. Without changing anything. You can find out what the the initial definition is, and then you work yourself from there. The idea that I have to come explain myself when I'm not the one that's transitioning to anything, I have to come explain myself and my position of who I am and how you feel. Like, this is, it just feels absurd to me. Right. And listen, if you're transitioning and from one gender to another and you want to be referred as whatever you want to be referred to other than your name, it is what it is. You know? Yeah. Let me get Oh, sorry, finish with that. No, no, finish with that. You sound muffled a little bit though, Reva. Okay. I'm not sure if my earpiece. Is that a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's very challenging for for me to come into for me to like having to have after living living my life this way for a long time and having to reset my whole life because a group of people decided that this is no longer going to be and they're yeah. very there's they're very um 
they make you feel, they, they, it feels like their goal is to make you feel uncomfortable if yeah. you have any questions about it. Right. right. But like, I'm like, I'm not doing the changing. So I do have questions about this. Yeah. This is not a life, I'm not changing my lifestyle, right? Yeah. You are the individual that has these, these alterations happening. So yeah. you should be a little bit patient with the fact that there's, there is going to be a lack of understanding. People are not going to know what you're talking about. People need to go through an education process, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, the owner shouldn't be on me to have to redefine myself. Right. Right. Like, I just think that's, that's a little too much. That's just, it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. It's a little disrespectful. I like that. Question. Um, try to see if you can address that question. I know you got to run in a minute. Um, what is a woman? Well, I had to laugh at Reva. Well, I was laughing when Reva was talking because it's when she's like, yo, it makes you think like, yo, I've been doing this job for so long and you're telling me I wasn't doing the job right. I'm not job. Like, <laughs> right? but then, it's so interesting because I never thought of this before where for me growing up, I would question whether I was less of a woman because of the label, what people would wear on me. So it's like now I'm like, wait a minute. I would question I'm less of a woman because in my head, I'm like, if you call me a tomboy, it's like you're saying, oh, you're not really, a, you're not, you're less of a girl. You're not much a girl. And then now I'm sitting here and it's like, wait a minute, what is a woman? So it really messes with my mind. And overall, it's like, it ties back into the reality in a sense of, is there one reality or whatever? And perspective. Perspective is based on living experiences, which help formulate a reality, um, which come from a level of thinking patterns. Thinking patterns come from how we respond to different changes or events in our life. And here you are saying there's this idea which is being imposed because you're telling people to adapt or conform without having questions. But I think overall, as, as human beings, we have a hard time having discussions and not getting personally involved to the point where if somebody's giving their perspective or a way of thinking, we, we take it and it's like, yo, it almost come, it turns into, I'm trying to convince you, whereas opposed to, I'm sharing a thought, a way of living. It's up to you to digest it. Right. Thank you. So. Thank you. Um, I, I, I don't know how to define it myself. I just know that a woman is the one that I'm, I'm married to. <laughs> um, uh, a young lady is the one that I'm raising. Um, and, and so forth. So it's, it's a very finicky one, but I think with everything that we kind of shared, um, both from our experiences, from our perspectives, from what we've learned, I think is what makes a woman, a woman. I think a woman can't be defined with just body parts. Uh, a woman is more complex than, than, you know, the being that we see on a daily basis, but I thought it was a very thought provoking question uh, and, and I enjoyed it because it stumped even the doctors who claim to know everything, the women doctors who thought they knew it, um, you know, knew everything. And, and so that was very, very interesting. Now I want to, I want to see if we can wrap with this. Um, how do you guys feel about this pronoun movement and where do you stand with it? Um, for me, I am, let me know if you guys can hear me. Okay. Yep. Okay. For me, uh, you can, you can request to be called whatever pronoun you want. I don't think it's fair for you to demand it. I don't think it's, it's fair for it to be legally binding where I have to call you by a certain name and Again, Matt Walsh had a wonderful point where it's just like, imagine if my preferred adjectives were brilliant and smart and attractive, and you have to call me that whenever you speak about me. Like, oh, 
you know, Ray, that beautiful, brilliant, attractive <laughs> man. Like his point was like, we don't get to choose our own pronouns, just like we don't get to choose our own adjectives. And like I said, do what you want to do. If you would like to request it, that's great. But you cannot, or you should not demand demand me um, calling you or referring to you as such because there's it's a, it's a slippery slope once you start messing with with language and removing certain words from language and coercing certain certain words in language. You know that's 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 just a sign of the times from a political uh, standpoint where um, the agenda is coming from. Awesome. You know Reba? what? I this is my thing. If I think it's I think it's in the approach of things. For example, if you're at, you're in a group setting or you're at an outing or an event or whatever, and you refer to somebody, you see somebody and you think they're a male, right? And you refer to them as him. And they they take you aside and, and they're like, you know what? I prefer to be her, right? They take you aside, they say it really nicely, that's what I prefer. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. If you take me aside, but when you're, if someone was hostile towards me about it, right? Because again, I don't know, like, I don't know you. And if we're having, like, if we're in a group outing and we're having general conversation or what have you, like, and I don't know you, I don't know you. So you could take me aside and be like, this is what I prefer. That doesn't bother me. I, I think what, what to raise point is when people start demand, like, it's the way people approach you about it that makes people feel, give pushback, right? Like there's an assumption that you should know, right? And they just can't kindly say, you know what, this is what I prefer. And you're like, okay. And you move forward. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not that hard up on it. I just think that it's how you approach me about addressing these situations. You know, like in any situation, if someone somewhat offended you, if someone acted out and started yelling at you, you may get on the, the defense and now it's a screaming match. Whereas opposed to someone took you aside and been like, you know what, you said this, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You can have a conversation about it and it can be resolved in a civil manner, right? So I just think it's about how things are being done. Like, and like what happened to this guy calling me my name? Like, would you just ask me my name? Right, right, like, and that's that's the part that I'm I'm at. I'm stuck yeah. over there. Like I, yeah, like I, 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 I can understand. And there's there's not a lot of situations when you're like, oh, them or him or her. Like you have to be talking. There's not a lot of situations in your day to day interaction where you're referring to people in that fashion and they're present. Right. Right. So, again, if you do find yourself in that situation, sometimes it's just taking people aside or just saying, you know, this is what I actually prefer. And moving on, most people will not be upset if you made a request to them Yeah. in regards yeah. to you. Most people will be like, okay, because it's not, it. it's not a, it's, it only becomes a big deal when you say like, this is law. Right. And people are being aggressive towards you. Then, then you get people on the defense and they're like, I don't want to be told what to do. Don't tell me what to do. And then now you have this back and forth and no one's listening to what you're saying and no one's respecting your request. That's it. I think I think I want to just be called by my name. The name that I give is what I want you to call me by. Um, I don't need the extra toppings. I'm good with that. <laughs> Keep it simple, old school. Um, no, but, no sire? Nah, nah, <laughs> no, I'm <your> good. <laughs> no, <laughs> None of that. None of that. But I think this is a conversation that I, I would love to continue because it is very interesting as time goes on. I'm going to try and see if I can get, you know, you guys back on here with some new voices and see if we can be, you know, inspired differently um, or to think about things that we maybe haven't been introduced to. And I think that would be very interesting. So I'm going to see if I can get a, a bit of a an extended conversation going with it. I do want to thank you guys for your opinions, your thoughts, and and sharing that with me in the last minute call to to get you guys all on this. And um, you know, I'll wrap it here. If you have anything else to throw in there, you may do so. Let me know. Uh, if not, then until next episode, love, peace, and nappiness. Mm-hmm.